1: I jump out of bed because I love my life. Living on my terms, I know that I will thrive. Being myself, clarity will arrive. So I'll stand down and be J-U-I-C-Y. Stand down and be J-U-I-C-Y.
0: Hello, everybody. Happy 4th of July. For those of you that are in the States, we are celebrating Independence Day, and I think it's perfectly timed for today's guest and her story, which is a little bit different for us in that this is part one. You know, we always share stories of people's wormholes, you know, that struggle that they go through before they birth that next, you know, iteration of their mission-based business. Well, this person is, has made the decision and has almost like kind of created her own wormhole in a way, or like a bit of wormhole prevention. And so we're calling it part one because actually we don't know where it's going, which is kind of exciting. So this guest happens to be a very dear friend of mine. Her name is Lisa Sasevich. We have been connected for 10 years, and we started out as me being her client. And then I worked with her in her business, helping her to grow it from a a meager six figures, LOL, right? To seven figures in one year. It was about 2010. And we had a lot of fun growing this business together, me doing my business, you know, at the same time. And then I took a two-year sabbatical from my work with Lisa and I built my own Business of seven figures, and then how many of you know that I let that go in 2014. And what you don't know maybe is that I rejoined working with Lisa just because I thought that was, you know, that was it filled a wonderful place for me to incubate and to live my mission while the next thing was percolating for me, which of course GFR is the next thing, and it's beautiful full circle moment to have Lisa on the show sharing about her working on her next chapter and figuring out what that is. So let me ask you a question. Can you imagine giving yourself white space? Can you imagine giving yourself permission to pause? Well, that is exactly what Lisa Sasevich is doing right now. And she's going to talk to us about how that came about. And it wasn't a smooth road to like, oh, okay, time for me to take a pause, (laughs) as you can possibly imagine. And, you know, even I want you to think about like what beliefs would you need to confront in order to actually give yourself some time? I mean, some of you just need like an hour. Some of you need a massage. Some of you need to actually have a weekend that you don't work. So I want you to, I want you to ask yourself that question in whatever sort of level and place it can meet you that could best serve you. So let me tell you about Lisa Sasevich's formal credentials here. She is the queen of sales conversion and she's the creator of something called the Invisible Clothes, which really, um, the mission is to really help people sell without being salesy, which is what attracted to me her in the very, very beginning was to help me teach and get clients consistently and teach and make you know, an offer, attract clients in a way that really felt congruent to me. So that's really her mastery. She has been an Inc. 500 fastest growing privately held company for two years. She has probably sold more than $40 million of her own products and services from home. And, you know, back in the day, she used to stay with two toddlers in tow, but now her kids, uh, my daughter, Bella, falls right in the middle of her, the ages of her daughter, uh, her daughter Sierra and her um, son Elijah. Who it's amazing how tall he is. I can't even believe it. it. Makes that's how I know how long I've known Lisa is how old our kids are now. Oh my gosh, time flies, right? So I would say that she is a genius with what she teaches, and she's also a master at creating systems, and that's what really attracts people to her and how easy she makes um, her work and helps people to create structure for their business so that they can get a higher value for what they are putting out in the world. So we are very aligned in our missions and we are very aligned in starting new chapters. So I am super excited to have her really share the like just the, the, the very timely part one of her story. And my intention is to have her come back. And I don't know when, in a year or two, I don't know. to to So what we can hear really where all this is going. And I feel like there's great value in sharing what it's like to actually press pause to actually say I need a break, to actually give yourself a break, and all of that she needed to walk through in order to make that decision, which I was on the front lines for, because I work closely with her. So lots of juicy stuff to be had, and a couple of girlfriends talking, and I know you're going to have fun right along with us. All right, without further ado, Lisa Sasevich. Lisa Sasevich, welcome to GFR. Thank you, Lisa Churny. <laughs> y'all, we're you now know we're all we're we're very 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 dear friends, and <laughs> sometimes Lisa will say Lisa Churny because she's trying to remember which Lisa she's talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun, y'all. You're going to get to um, really connect with the two women that have been working together, serving the same mission for 10 years, together, not together, you know, all kinds of scenarios. And then also growing our families, our we have the cutest picture of our girls playing with the like a toy kitchen when they were like four years old. And now they're like 13 and makeup and Ulta and the whole thing. So it's really been, um, it's been a beautiful journey so far. And we envision rocking chairs together, don't we, Lise?
1: Oh yeah, but not for a long time. We're going to be rocking, rocking chairs. We are. We're (laughs) on them because we want to be on them, not because we need to be on them. This is true.
0: (laughs) This is true. It'll be like after you know, a really awesome night of partying and fun. Then we'll be we'll indulge our rocking chairs for a minute. (laughs) We have to because we that's been part of our vision. We have to eventually get to. Even if, you know, we're, we're not old.
1: <laughs> I'm actually building a deck right now. I'm remodeling the bottom floor of my house. And I could see it being the perfect spot for some pretty amazing rocking chairs. Okay.
0: It's a date.
1: It's, a date. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, well, it's great to be here. Yeah. I'm super loving um, this show and listening to all the guests and learning so much from everybody. And my hope is that whatever you pull out of me today will provide as much value, to folks that are listening and with us as uh, as all of your other guests have to me
0: that sounds like a beautiful intention a beautiful intention and what's interesting about this conversation is it's going to be different from the others in that i'm considering it a part one of the story and you know most of our other guests up to this point have had a a turning point that then sort of launched the next chapter for them and while you have had others of those before now, which you'll be sharing about, you're presently in a turning point or what we call a a wormhole. And even like we're talking about, it's almost wormhole prevention. You know, you're proactively deciding, you know, to make a change, a huge change. And I think, you know, I'm excited about sharing a different type of conversation because So many people are at that precipice where they need to make a decision. They have had the confession, right? That, you know, the confession is there and it sounds freaking crazy, ridiculous. I can't even entertain that. And they've probably pushed that thought away a bunch of times. And now they're finally like, oh, damn, you know, I need to make a change. And, you know, and that's right where, you know, you are, you have made a significant decision, one that has been unpopular and questioned and, told that it's illogical and all that stuff. And, um, and yet you've been moving through it with grace, I might add. And so I want people to, I want people to be and have a snapshot into this, you know, part of the, the wormhole journey, the get fucking real journey. Um, And I can't think of anybody better than you to, 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 to really share so honestly, as you always do about your process.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'll do my best.
0: Okay. (laughs) Awesome. So, Let's just start there. What is the big decision that you made recently that was that was initially very uh, unpopular or illogical or got resistance.
1: Yeah. So um, as you shared, um, introducing me, I've had a beautiful business run, almost a Cinderella story of entrepreneurship. And uh, you've been right by my side for the 10 years of it, creating, you know, just amazing programs and processes to help people sell more in their mission-based businesses uh, without being pushy or salesy. And it took off. Um, it took off so much that we were doing multi-seven figures in the, you know, first two years and hit the Inc. 500 and all those other amazing things. Um and I've uh, done millions and millions of dollars of sales from home while raising my kids. And, you know, it really is the kind of thing that I would look at um, from the outside and say, like, you know, wow, why would you ever let that go? And um, I, I, I don't see that I ever thought that I would either. Um, and, I, and I don't know if letting it go is really the right word, but, but there's definitely a shift. Um, I'll call it a right sizing that I made a decision about. Um, and in this last uh, six or eight months, I've been implementing that decision very publicly with my team, with my clients, um, and with my family and, you know, everybody that I touch, um, business partners, um, and, and that really is to, to right size, to really end the model as we know it of what I've been doing. We've been in a cycle of promoting our work through affiliate partnerships, other entrepreneurs that help promote us, what are called online launches, um, and then uh, having big events twice a year. Um, I'll say big, but that's a relative term, right? Our events run about three, 400 people twice a year, teaching people um, how to speak and sell their own products and services. And it's been an amazing run. Um, And I just, uh, as you know, because you really helped me get to clarity, because that is your gift. Um, In the, you know, over the last year, it's been a process of realizing that, like, all of a sudden, I'm done with the model. (laughs) And it's it's a fascinating decision, because, well, well, so that's the decision. The decision was really to take this um, super hot, revenue generating, contributory dream business and dream team. Many of my team members have been with me, six, seven, eight, nine, up to 10 years. We've grown together. Uh, We are family, uh, many of us and, and clients. I mean, the clients we have, people consistently say, like they've just never been on a campus like ours. I mean, all the boxes are there checked you know, it's mission driven, we're philanthropists, we raise money, like it is amazing. I mean, I talk about it right now. And I'm just like, Oh, my God, am I crazy? <laughs> that thought comes up often less and less as I step through, and I see the rightness of my choice. And so my decision is really that um, I want to spend this, this part of my life right now, um, in in some white space, there's something um, Asking for white space, I don't know what it is. It, you know, obviously, I know its source. It's God. There's something that I'm being, that I'm following. I know that. That's my reference point. But um, you know, it it it's not like there's some other thing I know I want to go do. Uh, it's really um, just a knowing that I'm done with the model. I've accomplished it. We've helped people all over the world. And 134 countries, I believe. Um, And I just kind of, it was almost like waking up one day going, huh, this is all recorded. Our classes are all available for purchase. I actually don't need to say any of it again. Like the day it was born, I'm still passionate about our mission, which is everybody knowing, being confident and ready with their offer to make their offer, their irresistible offer in any situation. I still like walk around the world noticing when someone's offers off and how they could do it better and how, like all that love like for me, our with marketing. Me with marketing, I can't ever stop seeing. Yeah, You can't not, you know, go for the marketing clarity and see when the cost of the marketing clarity is not there, you know, and, and like me, I, I see the cost of the 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 structures not being in place to be able to have people say yes so you know and buy buy your stuff so yeah we're similar it's like that's that thing burning inside us and uh but I just um the model the model that we've been operating in which I believe in it still works uh we still offer it like you know to, to students and clients um but 10 years and uh it did its job you know it it gave me financial freedom, it gave me peace of mind, it helped me make a difference, and there's, there's just a white space I need right now, and, and we can certainly talk more about what's what's driving that desire. But, but that's the decision, I guess, is to right size. Um, a girlfriend of mine, no, it was actually my chiropractor, <laughs> not a girlfriend, a guy friend, um, he said, you're kind of like Seinfeld, you know, <laughs> like going off the air when you have all these like hot episodes and seasons, there's nothing wrong. It's not broken. People still want to watch it. And, um, you know, or I guess Game of Thrones recently, right? Last episode when they have this rabid fan base. So that was a huge compliment. And, and I can feel some um, resonance with that statement.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I love about you and admire about you is your ability to line up with a decision and even line up with something that happened that may at the time have not felt totally positive, but you it's it's more than a reframe it's like you somehow metabolize it and it comes out as you know it's as a win and it's not bullshit it's 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 like it's a and and it's of course connected to queen of sales conversion right it's connected to telling a story in a way that has people really understand you know so you know one of the things that um That we laugh about, you know, is sometimes that I'm your memory because you've like rewritten the story, you know, to like to, to, to really work for you right now and to help you move forward. And so, um, would you say that's true?
1: (laughs) Yes, um, we were joking in our prep for this that, uh, a little like pre-conversation that, you know, Lisa can ask the questions and answer them and I'll just smile and nod because uh, sometimes I call myself a futurist. I mean, I know all about your plans, what you want to grow, what possibilities, what your vision board looks like, but I might know you five years and I don't remember if you had two kids or three and even, you know, since we talk on Zoom, what state you live in. So so sometimes I feel uh, bad that I don't remember the historical important details of people's life uh, or even sometimes their present moment details. But man, if they told me something about their future, I'm on it like white on rice. You know? <laughs> it is. And it's, it's an interesting
0: uh, perspective in a way that you, that you live. And so when we were per- preparing, I kind of needed to remind you of some things because for you, you're so at peace with this decision you make and and made. And of course, I've lived with it, you know, and the leading up to it for, you know, I would say at least a year, you know, that I could like point to. Um, And, and so, so, so if I was asked you the question, looking back through the year prior to making this decision, like what were some signs you ignored or maybe just sort of explained away that now when you look back in retrospect, you're like, yeah, that was kind of a signpost, you know, toward, toward this eventual decision.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And you you probably can help fill it in a little bit, but um, you know, one of the things that happened in the year prior is I, uh, a relationship I was in for seven years and was engaged. We broke off the engagement and um, in doing that, it caused me to do the sort of Lisa, you know, 2.0 re-up. Uh, you know, I did a lot of things that I, you know, I've seen others do and after a breakup, you know, you lose the 10 pounds. I didn't buy a new car. Well, sort of. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, I, I I got myself like in great shape. I was about to turn 52. So that was also kind of in the mix. Um, you know, just kind of like started tight tending to things that I, that in the relationship, I wasn't tending to, you know, at the same level, um, did some personal transformational work. And, um, and so it really started bubbling up a lot of stuff. And, you know, I, so, some of the things that I saw were pointing to that there was like a, relationship between some of the things that I saw in the work I was doing and how I was feeling in my day-to-day business life. So an example was um, in the work I was doing, which, by the way, I highly recommend the work. It was called um, "Hardcore Leadership. Leadership. You Leadership. look it up online. Um, and uh, in that transformational work, I saw the degree, like I really would never have admitted this or been able to see it, the degree that everything in my life um, had some kind of transactional nature to it. And, and I would argue that to the nines, had you put it on me, had you told me that, because I'm, I see myself as generous, I see myself as like a give first person, um, I I give privately and publicly, I inspire others to give you know and um, and yet, like really, when I took that deeper cut that you can take sometimes in the right with the right container and the right support, it just kind of saw everywhere how much um, people were wrapping their life around mine, how much there was a give and a get both directions. Um, even things I did in generosity, they ended, you know, would end up coming back and having this beautiful reciprocation on me, whether I expected it or not. Um, in many cases I did, in some cases I didn't. Um, but it was almost like once I saw that filter on things, there was a lot of things that I would do in my regular business model in my daily life that I just kind of like, I don't want to do this piece anymore. Um, An example would be the way that we do online promotions. They call them online launches in the online marketing space and promote our work. I would promote for someone I believed in, their work to my audience. And then they believed in me and they would reciprocate and promote my work to their people. And it starts out very heartfelt, but as your business grows and your calendar gets more full, it gets very strategic. And there's a lot riding on every email you send and that it produces. And and it, and and I noticed when I got you know kind of on the some of the other side of that healing and that work that it was just more than I wanted to do. You know, just everything being a trade, a tit for tat, and. You know, like you, Lisa Cherney, I'm Jewish, and there is a cultural thing at least in my side of the family. I won't speak for yours or all Jews, but I grew up personally with a lot of the an energy like that um in my own family so i don't I don't know I've seen it in other you know Jewish tribe members but I, I can't speak for if, if it's um pervasive all the way but there's um you know there's a history for for of having this little piece of land that everybody's trying to attack from all sides, you know, called Israel. And, um, and just needing to sort of be protective and be transactional and make sure you're get, I'm getting mine. And, and, um, I don't know, I just, uh, something cracked open where I, I couldn't do it. I just, uh, said, you know, that was the first thing is I don't know how we're going to do it different. Um, but I, I personally need to pull out of participating in this part of the model that we're doing. And we're kind of in the process of that. You know, there's some promotions we're still doing that we owe, but we also believe in the person. You know, it's all mushed together. Um, but we're kind of in the process of winding some of that down. Uh, and it's a fascinating thing, right? Because we teach people how to do that and it works. It is one of the number one ways to grow your business. Number One of the number one ways to get out in front of audiences that you never would have seen. So, you know, I want to make sure I'm representing that I still believe in it as a model um, and a great way to quickly gain a big audience, um, but, you know, affiliate partners and promotion. But there just came a place in me with 10 years of playing hard there that it was like, oh. Well, you know, I'm done with that for now. I'm yeah. done with that for now.
0: And yeah. I would say too that it had it had snowballed. Mm-hmm. Where you know, and I'm making a motion with my hands that y'all can't see unless you're going to see the video later, and because you're, you're a member <laughs> of our community. But I, you know, it snowballed so much that it kind of took over more space. It was like, you know, sort of like bumping up against the edges of the container and had taken over. Had had compromised the agility you know, uh, which at one point wasn't a a value, but then, you know, became more valuable. like, Hey, we want to have space to do other things. And, and so it, I would say it, it, you outgrew it, you know,
1: uh, to a certain extent. Yeah. Sort of. I, and there is a feeling of sort of having outgrown what I, what is available for me to accomplish in this model. Do you know, we, um, in the in the model that we do where we have affiliate promotions and live events um it's it's pretty common at about five or six million in sales um something different needs to happen so i think i you know kind of squeezed the orange um yeah out of our myself you know and uh yeah and, and then kind of simultaneous i have to say is that my two babies elijah and sierra um, both are clicking into teenhood. Elijah's 15 at this moment. Sierra's 12. Birthdays are in a few months. So there's a lot, you know, she'll be 13. You know, there's a lot of things that come with girls for that. Enough said. Um, he'll be driving soon. Uh, and and that was another thing that dawned on me is that um, like really I shouldn't say dawned on me, it's like I got it at a new level. I taught, you know, in the in the training and sales and online marketing space it is fairly male dominated and for 10 years in this space i've been you know one of three women at many conferences or one of the only women on the stage which i feel super honored and and you know appreciative for and have trained a lot of other women you know to to come up and be able to do that but what i really saw at this time you know still as a single mom um that uh this is a really important couple of years coming up for my kids. I I almost feel like everything before this was the easy part. (laughs) You know, I feel like um, the reality when my son did his freshman year in high school, the the reality of like, wow, there's three years left at home here. Um, And seeing all the choices that he has to navigate and all the, you know, as much as he wants to stay connected, that drive inside to also disconnect and be independent. And uh, I don't want to miss it. You know, I just feel an internal urge to be Brett's girlfriend and Elijah and Sierra's mom and um, to get back into my house p I haven't washed a dish, done laundry or paid a bill around here in 10 years. Um, something had to give. And I would rather be hanging out with my kids um, than, you know, paying the bills. So I outsourced like almost everything, you know, grocery shopping, dish doing, dry cleaning. You know, I I drive the kids about half of their needed drives, really, because that's time together and involvement in our life. But uh, yeah, you know, just the business grew fast and. And so I'm not saying I'm probably going to go back and do all my own laundry. I think I may keep that one outsourced, but, <laughs> really <go> but <laughs> yeah, thank you. But, you know, there's been amazing, capable young women, half my age, um, managing my bills and making decisions around the home P&L for me for a lot of years. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I think that there's wealth there in a lot, a lot of different forms of the word. So um, yeah, and so while I'm downsizing the team, you know, back to sort of solopreneurship, um, me, my executive assistant, an online business manager, um, I, you know, I I I really want to just make white space to just say yes to what feels good. I've had a couple people ask me to speak in the coming year, and I've been speaking for them a long time. I love it. I love traveling where they are. I love seeing how they're doing. I, you know, I love the clients. So so I'll still do some of the invitations that come my way, but, but I've got everything set up that I don't have to do any of it. There's not going to be a big rolling payroll net that we have to meet. There won't be reciprocations at this moment right now that I am obligated to. Um, so it's, uh, um, a, a girlfriend of mine, Andrea J Lee, another leader on our campus said it's and kind of guest like, on the GFR podcast. And it, oh, and a, another guest. Great. You know, um, she said it's kind of like meditation where you calm everything down so you can see what bubbles up. Um, So that's what it feels like.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. What things were important to you then, and you can decide whatever the then is, what things were important to you then, but, but they're not as important to you now. Like new things are important to you. You could just see you're just, your values have shifted. What's
1: important to you. Oh, that's a great question. There's definitely some stripping away of like needing to be at everything. Do you know, um, needing to be at the top mastermind and conference and where all the change agents and transformational leaders and business badasses are. I am so blessed, I count my lucky stars every day to just have, you know, tons of invitations to hang out with amazing people that are doing amazing things. And I, I just have this kind of washing over me of being okay to miss some of that stuff. Um, kind of not even sure what I'm doing there sometimes right now. Um, and and uh, you know I feel blessed to stay connected to it. But um, and and I do have some projects in my mind and things coming up that, that I can share. But that 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 they will feel more right fit probably to participate in that way. But. But right now, you know, the FOMO of being or not being at something, um, I feel pretty relaxed about it. So that's one. And what was it? Say the question again. Yeah. What things
0: were important to you that drove you then, but they're not important to you now or less important?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a big one. Um, I don't know. My head just keeps thinking about what's more important to me now versus what's less. So it's probably what's what's coming to you you know, I just, it feels more important to me now to have some flexibility around uh, family and friends. And um, I've had a life because we sell our programs as year long trainings where I know like a year and a half from now where I will be on Tuesday at one o'clock, what call I'll be leading, what retreats we'll be having. And that has caused um, a dynamic of everybody that is wants to be close in my life to have to wrap their life around it. It's like, Hey, here's the training calendar for the next year. So, you know, everybody get on board (laughs) this is like when vacations can happen when family things can happen um my daughter wants to sign up you know she just got the lead uh, she got the genie in aladdin you know and i can tell her now for her thing that's like in december whether i can make it or not um and so just having a you know a little more maybe what you'd call normal see there um for right now uh white space to just to, you know, an, an invitation just came for family members 65th birthday the weekend after next and I'm free. <laughs> you know? So, um, so that feels important. And especially in relationship, what I said about the kids and wanting to just be around, be available unscheduled.
0: Yeah. You know, as you're talking about the things that are, that you are looking to the future to, to be able to be available for, to like reprioritize mm-hmm. Did you have a sense, like, say, a year ago that those things were lacking, like that you were craving those things?
1: No, I I actually, there's a lot of things I signed up for a year ago that I'm, you know, either doing or not or pulling out of now. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there there was even a high level training that I signed up for to help grow the company in a certain direction within the last year that is just not fit right now. Um, So... I would say no and and the thing that I'm really leaning into with this is that I can I can reference, you know, the big leaps in my life that I couldn't see here from there. You know, like prior to this version of Lisa Sasevich the Queen of Sales Conversion, I was really blessed to be working in a company that taught partnership between men and women. And I loved their work. I did it as a student and then I kind of worked my way up to leading their courses and even um, running their marketing and even the company for a little while while the owner wrote a book. And um, I thought that was it. Like, when I was in that six years of working for and leading those courses and with that company, I had found it like, think I felt, you know, I know the pain of living and not knowing your mission, that thing you would just do for the rest of your life. And I felt relieved from that pain because I thought I would do that thing forever. Right. So when that ended, which was a a very painful wormhole transition, I was fired the night before Christmas Eve, uh, You know, and and by a woman who to this day I love and adore and respect and uh, consider my mentor. You know, (laughs) one of my key female mentors. When that happened, you know, I was gobsmacked, and I went through you know a a year of dark night of the soul searching, and because I thought I had found my last stop. And I could not see here from there like this wasn't a vision that I had that I didn't know I would build this or be able to use all the things that I learned filling those seminars to help other people fill theirs, you know, courses and seminars and training. So it turned out that that was that six years was like my lab part of the creation of where all the great stuff I've been able to do here. So that sort of happened to me. Um. And even prior to that, the leap prior to that, I was working for Pfizer pharmaceuticals. We were, you know, launching Viagra. It wasn't, nobody talked about erectile dysfunction. Like it wasn't known. And we were creating a whole new disease state and a conversation and, you know, just, just something that didn't exist. And when I was done with that two years into it, um, I couldn't see that my next thing would be a leader for that relationship company, you know, like, so, so I'd have two reference points of thinking I was like on top of the world, staying there forever. This is my thing. And then the thing that I ended up doing next, it wasn't something I created from there. So I would say, um, and I, I was sharing this with you a little bit earlier, like this is, feels almost like i'm causing my wormhole and i don't know by the definition of wormhole if that's like really even possible you probably have some better way to say it but like it's like i'm willing to to not know exactly what's next i'm willing you know everybody wants to know what are you going to do what are you going to do next what are you going to do now and um it's like, you know, I, I don't know, and I'm okay to not know. I feel it. I feel there's some reason this is happening. I feel there's a pause needed. I feel there's a right-sizing needing right now. Um, and I have been here before, and I, I have a sense that whatever is out there next for me, I can't see it from here. So, so I'm not driving myself crazy right now trying to figure it out. And I'm just I'm enjoying the space between.
0: Yes, Thank you for sharing um, those significant stories. And I got chills as you went from talking about the the workshop, leading the workshops, and back again to, you know, your time with Pfizer. And like, I I got, I just, I'm feeling like this full body sort of knowing of like, yeah, like you have the, you had these awesome touch points that you remembered about, (laughs) you know, that you were like, Hey, I didn't know where I was in you. You remembered, I didn't know where I was going when that thing ended. And then this thing ended abruptly and I didn't know where that was going. And, and and this thing is ending and it's on your terms and you, and it's okay to not know where it's going because that has happened to you before. And so thank you for sharing sort of the, the, the life, you know, the life um, touchstones that you've had that led you to here because, I think we forget, we do forget. We think that this time is different, right? We think like the other times, well that this, this, this and that's because, and that's why that worked out. This is different, this, this time I'm really crazy or this time, you know, like I think we, it's easy for us when we have those GFR moment and we are like realizing something's not working or feeling good, it's so easy to, to really create a story that this is unlike anything we've ever experienced and therefore
1: it's terrifying and we shouldn't do it. <laughs> Well, I, I think that there's something, um, if you can do it, about enjoying or being present at least <laughs> for the space, the white space in between, like wherever you were, then your GFR moment happens, right? And, and there's there's that space, you know, sometimes I'll reference it in, from our stages as between the trapezes. You're swinging on one, you feel there's something else out coming in the distance, your hand is outstretched, but to to grab it, you have to let go of the other one. And there's this fly through the air time where you're untethered. And I'm consciously causing an untethered time for myself versus like kicked out of the, you know, fired, fired, or, you know, all the other story times that I've been there. I, I think I am, I mean, I don't know this, like we are in the middle of the story. There does need to be a part two. So, um, yeah, there's something about, um, really wanting to trust myself to enjoy the space in between. And I get the question about what's next so much. I had to kind of come up with some words. I just said, I'm actively not creating, (laughs) you know, know, just to be able to answer the question. It's like five minutes after you're married, they want to know if you're having a baby. Can I just be married for a minute? (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and it's interesting. There is a trapeze out there that that is super cool. Um, Uh, I have a book coming out in April, but being published by, you know, a publishing company where all of my biggest heroes have been published. So it's super honored to be published by Hay House. And a lot of this, I think, got tipped off by this process. I've heard from many personal development authors that, you know, that writing of that book can really be cathartic. So it's called Meant for More. And a lot of what I am um, experiencing is just kind of being open to my own meant for more. What is it? You know, all the experiences I've had up to now add up, but everything before this version myself, right, was some kind of sum total of all the experiences prior. So when we add this one in the mix, what, what's the blend that's going to come out? What is my meant for more? And I will say that, um, one of the unexpected things that, and and maybe Lisa, I don't know if you have a reference to this on wormhole stories or if this might add a layer, but is as I had the courage, you know, I have this definition of leadership. It's courage plus generosity equals leadership. And that's, what's guiding me is that my definition, right. Of leadership as I've had the courage to, create my own wormhole moment to do it instead of it doing me i I don't know you know this could be a very i could look back and find this very arrogant later but um please please don't prove me wrong (laughs) i got a little prayer going here but but as as that's all been happening um as i've stepped into what i'll call my meant for more it's amazing how it's causing all these people around me to look at their own some of them you know are almost forced to like team members that are now you know leading to look for their next thing we are having what we call meant for more conversations what is your meant for more and um i'm looking for at my own and uh, and then a lot of my clients you know that are still with me throughout the end of the year um, are having meant for more conversations too about how can they use this model that we teach the same way I did to set themselves free energetically and financially to be able to make these kind of choices. So, yeah, going for my own meant for more is causing a lot of that around me. Yes, and
0: I I really do believe that when we take care of ourselves, um, and this is going to sound selfish to some. But when we take care of ourselves and we make, you know, we do what what works for us, everybody is served in the process. They just they just are whether it feels that way to them or not. Um, there is a cascade that happens of you know we think I can't do this because then you know this person's not going to be taken care of and that person will be taken care of just not in the way that you think that they should or maybe even the way that they think that they should. Right? Which, you know, gets to the the faithful part. You know of these. Of these decisions.
1: Well, Lisa Cherney, I think you're an amazing model of that. Like you, you really walk your talk. You know, as you shared when you introduced, and who the fuck is Lisa Cherney. There, I said it. <laughs> I have hey. to use that word one time, right? Um, you know, you talked about how you meditate, and you know all those the self care things you do. And you're such a great example of what what you just said. You really, really live it, and. I think congruence, you know, with people looking for the key to success in anything, I think that is the number one thing for all of us. You know, it's what I'm um, doing, ensuring myself up right now. It's what you're doing in doing these interviews and bringing this gift to the world. You know, congruence and like walking your talk and having those things match um, uh, is, is, um You know, I think that the biggest key to success, happiness, fulfillment, and and you have all those things because you are so congruent.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and I'm, uh, when you say that, I think about the GFR commandments because the intention is the road, it's a roadmap for getting real. You know, I always have mine like a flash on on the screen at any time. So, um, you know, and I always ask our guests, you know, which commandment resonates with them because it is, it is, you know. I say it's a roadmap to getting real uh, congruence, absolutely alignment. Um, you know, and you shared that number seven, which is trust yourself, trust your gut is the one that's really resonating with you the most right now. Can you share more about that?
1: Absolutely. I love the commandments. It was a really cool process. Um, everybody should download those if you haven't already. Thank you. <laughs> Show notes, right? Yeah. Yes. They're Thank super you. Cool. <laughs> um you know, trust yourself, trust your gut was the commandment. The quest, each commandment has a question. And the question that, that, that goes with that commandment is what is my intuition telling me? What does my heart say? And I just know that there is magic beyond what I can see now. If I pause, I know that I can't keep this plate spinning and discover what that is. It, I can give you all the rational reasons in the world, they don't even really make sense, it's just a knowing. I can't see there from here, but I can feel it already. That's from having gone through these transitions of just trusting the feeling. Um, And I know that it looks totally different than anything I expect or have experienced. Um, I've got all these rational things in my head, you know, oh, we just updated all of our programs, Uh, maybe I'll certify people. Or, you know, maybe there's a great company that wants to buy my company and it will really boost everything they're doing. I'm, I'm open to that. Like, I've got all these thoughts of like what there from here could look like, but that is what it would look like if I just kept pressing through, actually. That is the predictable, don't let go of the trapeze, keep pressing through. I would certify people or sell or something like that, right? Or create a membership. That's the other third one. So those are the three can see them from here. But I'm kind of interested to find out what I can't see from here. And for some odd reason, I just have total faith right now. Thank you, God, you know, that um, that this is right, not just for me, but for all the people around me.
0: Hmm. Beautiful. Oh, I love that. I, I yeah, I love that. Those are the things you can see from here, but you just know what's next to something that you can't see. And it brings me to um, where my last question, which is um, around tools that you use to make your decisions. So I'll just you know share with everybody that um, there came a point, because I am, I, you know, Lisa and I work together, that I knew that she had to make a decision. I could feel the tension rising and the incongruency, and because she's so authentic and congruent that I could just, you know, I could. So I said to her, okay, we're, we're making a, an appointment, and I'm going to be your coach. I'm not going to be your friend. I'm not going to be your colleague. Like, we're getting on the phone. You're stepping into my world, you know, my my world, my my office here. And you know, and really talked until <laughs> we really talked until you were able to make the decision. And you know, one of the one of the, the tools that you have used over the years, you know, has very much to do with you accessing, you know, your source, being in conversation with your source, and which I always kind of nudge you about when you're you're making a decision. Did you do your writing? Um, and you know, one of the things that I remember from that conversation, because I know you probably have created a uh, overwritten the story, because <laughs> um, is, is that you the, and I think you know I seem to be attract now um, people that have really difficult decisions to make. The type where they have confessed to themselves that there is an incongruency, something's out of alignment, something doesn't feel good, but it it's so freaking scary that they could barely hold on to the thought, but they've held on to it long enough now, or it's been pervasive enough now that they know I need to make a decision. And when they come to me, it's like very often the decision on some level is really already made, but there's so much... Fear and resistance, and I can't even see where I would go next. So how can I possibly make a decision to change when I don't even know where I would go? And I, I, from what I remember of the conversation, that was very much a lot of what was on your heart was like the team and the and the work and our, but what we're doing is so important and really, um, you know, really kind of not enabled even to compute like that you that that there would be a decision where you wouldn't just keep going. So, yeah. um, I guess what what do you want to share about that? And then specifically, are there any tools that you um, that you rely on, or maybe even re- are relying on even more now, or or and you know that were for people that are in, uh, are, you know, at the precipice of a decision like this?
1: They're part one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say like my internal tool. You, you know this about me is I have this thing I do that Lisa and I have been able to tease out um, that I, I I create the headline of how I want the story to go like if if the end came and they were writing about it, what would the headline be like the front page of the newspaper and um, and then I make decisions congruent with that outcome. <laughs> And it's funny. I'm realizing now it's very consistent with everything we teach when we teach how to make your offer. And it's all about reverse engineering all your presentations to lead to your offer. And it's it's, this is like reverse engineering my life. You know, (laughs) I know, like, I don't have the exact headline of what exactly I'm doing. But I know it's like, wow she made the right choice. This is so much, you know, more amazing, right for her life right now. And, you know, just it feels yummy. I I don't even know if it's big, like, it's not that kind of thing where I'm like, Oh, now I want to be in front of millions of people, it's or have a TV show. It's none of that. It's, I mean, I'm open to that, but it's not driven by that. It's just, there's something that I'm gonna like be, I can see myself actively doing something and I, I don't and my hands are in it. And like, and I'm like, oh my God, this is so the right place for me to be right now. I'm so happy I made this decision. But I have no idea what it is.
0: But that so, you, know, you can see that, you could feel it, yeah. you know. Yeah,
1: but so 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 that's one of the tools is I I you know cuz with a lot of choice points there you can see two different headlines right i mean it the other headline is like wow she changed her business model certified people did a membership you know like wow it's one of the best ones out there and that could be pretty cool and that could be it you know but but like there's um but i know that so so if i get there it'll be through something some unexpected relationship were happening or something like that. So I don't know if that makes sense, but the, the point being one of the two internal tools I use is I really try to connect with the headline I would want or the feeling of it and keep moving toward that. Yeah. And external tool is really more a journal. Um, this is another Hay House author, Gabrielle, Br- G- Gabby Bernstein. It's called the universe has your back journal. I love it. Cause it has all kinds of fun pictures and sayings and things and how I use the journal is through a writing process um, that Lisa will constantly send me back to go do um, that I learned from a gentleman named Tim Kelly, who wrote a book called True Purpose. And there's a process in it called Active Imagination. And it's really kind of a conversation with God, to put it simply. It's like writing a script or whatever you call your trusted source, I call mine God. So it's like writing a script. I say, Lisa, dot, dot. Lord, you know, um, how much of the team should stay with me during this transition right now, you know, and then I write God dot dot and I let my hand keep going. And I always get this amazing advice that is beyond something I would think of myself, sometimes humorous, it has a personality for sure that's different, you know, a little different than mine. And, um, and I, I use that spiritual tool. Some people call it a, in some practices called automatic writing. Tim Kelly calls it active imagination. I think it's one of my number one ways that I know I, I connect more reliably there than, you know, sitting down for quiet meditation. There's just a certain type of driven person that, um, out there where sometimes getting quiet isn't our best move. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's my other tool. Do you think
0: you'd be doing that more now with your white space?
1: I think I need to, I, you know, it always takes a conversation with you to remind me. Um, (laughs) And uh, I noticed I have this journal from when you and I do our new year's retreat. Um, But I do not like at my fingertips have an active one going. I finished one after new year's. Um, And yeah, I think I need to get that closer to the nightstand and re up time to re up. I've had a lot of things lately that I, I felt like I wanted to, to go to the journal go to go to the active imagination on and it's been like more of a silly logistic that I don't know which journal I'm in or where it is so I commit I commit Lisa Cherney to um, before the end of the day we'll have my active imagination journal by my nightstand I'll know which one it is and it will be deemed the one <laughs>
0: best outcome from this
1: interview. <laughs> Yay! I know I'm in mid process. You guys, I'm going to have some kind of a great meant for more story. I mean, that is the headline, right? That I'm going to have this. I was writing a I book called meant for more. I'm on the tour. I'm talking about the book, right? It's this huge bestseller, making a huge difference to lots of people. And it, you know, happened, uh, in a, in a feeling of yum and, uh, it won't be effortlessness, but it will feel, uh, not pushed, I guess, um, because of the story that I'm allowing to emerge. And I got to tell you, Hay House was amazing. They The book is written. Like, they don't delay an author's book unless you're just having a problem and you can't get the book out. It's written. The cover's done. It was even up on Amazon. You probably could even pre-buy it I, at this point. I don't know for sure. But, like, they, I had this conversation with them. And because of who they are and their congruence – they were willing to take a, a book that's a significant line item for them um, last April and move it for me to April coming. Um, and I really respect them for that. And I'm gonna do a great job getting that book out um, you know, in the context of that partnership. So I'm excited about that. So I'll be back with my meant for more story at some point, Lisa Turney. And, uh, and the wormhole will be more, even more obvious.
0: (laughs) Yes. You will be back. I can't wait to have you back for part two and for that meant for more headline to be, uh, live in full color. And thank you, Lisa Sasevich for sharing. So honestly and authentically as always, and like your, my purpose is to share all my stuff and have people, you know, learn from it. So is yours. And I'm so, uh, thrilled and tickled that we get to do this together here
1: yeah Yeah. really cool really cool you know there's this um this saying I love I I put it as my maybe final thing I would share it's kind of simple but remembering it in the right moments really helps and um it's this everything works out in the end so if it hasn't worked out it's not the end (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you, Lisa, so much. so glad to you here. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Well, that was fun. I hope you had as much fun as we did. And I want to make sure that you know how to get in touch with Lisa. And she has a great training called the Irresistible Offer Blueprint that she is sharing with our listeners. So make sure you grab that link in the show notes. It's a really great, very simple and powerful way to get clear on what you offer and how to communicate it. I'm not sure we really talked about her commandment, which is number seven, trust yourself, trust your gut. And you can see that she is trusting her gut and she's taking some very intentional white space. Make sure that you check out those commandments and see how they might be speaking to you and speaking to your gut. (laughs) The gfr.life forward slash 12c, of course, link in the show notes. And then finally, I want to make sure that our squad members have a heads up about the awesome training that she's doing for our members, which is meant for more, how to profit from your knowledge and make a difference. She has a really powerful teaching on how to organize your knowledge and why you want to do that and really easy steps to do that. So she is doing that mini training as an exclusive for our GFR squad members. Our membership starts at only 20 bucks a month. It is really the best way to stay connected with me, to be closer to me, to hear about all my musings and (laughs) where I'm stretching myself and my GFR journey. And also to connect with people that are of like mind, people that enjoy the F word (laughs) and people that are really keeping it real and resonate with that in their lives right now. And if you resonate with that in your life right now, and you want to tell the universe that you mean business, put some skin in the game. It's not a lot of skin. It's 20 bucks. Put some skin in the game, join the squad, get the bonus training, stay connected with us and meet some awesome people. Go to gfr.life forward slash squad. Of course, link in the show notes. And I am thrilled about our next guest. Please make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing in the GFR world. Bye-bye, y'all.